And welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where I study being social by being social. Told you last week that I had a little bit of an idea, uh, a shift, if you will, in the pod. I kind of want to, I want to dabble in having guests on. The and listeners. The, you, the, the listeners, yeah. the babies, the wee little. The students of the pod. The students. The Ooh, I don't want to call them students because okay. I feel like we're like were peers like we would like like this is who they are they would hold my legs as i'm doing a keg stand i know they would boom anyway i told you guys that i have guests on and the goal will be to just like blow their minds about things about teaching that they would never know you guys came through for your boy and you sent in some emails that are about to blow our guests mind welcome back two weeks in a row i've never done this before Richie Armani, comedian, friend, TV writer. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. Oh, my God. By the way, I, like, talked to the producers of the show, and I was like, hey, can I, like, talk about the show? And they were like, yes, I'm shocked that you did it. Like, why didn't you promote us? And I was like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, we didn't sign an NDA, and I wasn't sure, like, what the rules were. So I'm writing for an Asian-American TV show that, like, does uh, late-night talk show stuff, and it'll be streaming on a new platform called Joy Sauce starting in March. And the show's called? We're it's, still working on a title. It's a working title. It's a working title right now, yeah. I actually think you should call it It's a Working Title. I think that would be good. Working for an A-plus title. I love it. Is that bad? <laughs> okay. I know, it's good, it's yeah. good. And filmed in Seattle. And we filmed in Seattle in Fremont Studios. I don't know what the studio is called. I'm so bad. I didn't check the email. They were like, just be here. And I was like, okay, yeah. It sounds like there's big names attached there's to this. big names, and I'm not allowed to discuss that. Oh, they okay. were like, you cannot talk about the names who are coming through. Great. But I will say some of them I was like very shocked with. And I was like, oh, there's like one guy guest that's coming. And I was like, I will do anything to meet him. Like, <laughs> I will do anything to meet him in a room with just us. And I don't care what I have to do to get there. I love it. And where can people watch Joy Sauce? It'll be streaming on a new platform called Joy Sauce. Oh, Joy Sauce is Joy the platform. Joy Sauce is the platform. So that'll be like a new platform that's designed for Asian American like content. So all the shows on the platform are created by Asian Americans, directed by Asian Americans, written, produced. Like all of our staff is Asian American. So yeah. If you're, you know, Asian American or like love Asian American things, like this is your new platform. I love it. I'm excited. I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very proud of you. Morgan and I are both very proud of you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Anyway, this little strumpet comes back on the podcast and they loved you last week. People were just like writing in loving you. So really? Yeah. Somebody else said something about, someone said something funny about you and Grinder. Oh. I think they were at one of the shows that you worked at me for, and I think you matched or something, or I don't know. I didn't oh. save that one. <laughs> like, I've had so many guys reach out to me on Grinder who are like, hey, I think I saw you at like this show or that show. Like yours has come up a couple times, and like Nicole Byers, when I opened for her, I've had several guys be like, I saw you do time there, or I think just even like local stuff, like just like small shows, people will be like, I know you from comedy. I'm like, this is great. I like this because I don't list that I do comedy on my grinder. That's silly. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Speaking of shows really quick, Richie is my like PNW road dog. When I do shows here, Richie typically opens for me and 
Just so you guys know, I'm announcing my spring tour, which is going to be, I'm going to talk to you about that a little bit. Um, <laughs> I am announcing it at the end of the month. No surprise, but also kind of a surprise. I don't know how to like, I don't, I'm proud of this, but I don't want to sound like a fucking like cocky son of a bitch, but my shows sell out. Yeah. My shows sell out. And if you want tickets and you want to make sure that you get tickets, you can have first access to tickets by becoming a Patreon member at patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. That's patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Five bucks. Get tons of bonus content and perks like that to be able to um, get access to the to the shows. So get your tickets and come see Richie and I if we're coming to the PNW. Can't say, can't say. Anyway, so I'm, I'm like in this process gay for process and I'm like each city the release video mm-hmm. is gonna be I'm doing iconic things for what that city is right if that makes sense mm-hmm. and put it all together and there's one city that I think I told you about is this the one with the food yes okay yes and did you do the suggestion I suggested for the food where you like switched out the plates or no I'm I don't think I'm gonna switch out the plates because I came up with another one for that other city that okay. has food but I had to construct a big foam head of what oh, that thing is. Oh, you did it. Okay. Richie, girl, I fucking like Martha Stewart it out on my roof. And this thing turned out dope as hell. I just have to spray paint it now. I'm so mad you didn't show it to me when I was at your house. Oh, it was like upstairs in the bathroom. I don't know where to put it. It's huge. Like how big are we talking? Like, like just as wide as when. these chairs. When? <laughs> is this like what? Like two and a half feet maybe? More? Yeah, that's, I don't know. Like... That's definitely like a like fist to shoulder. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. That's big. So, but it turned out like really, really cool. And I was like, oh, this is like a thing. Like I could do this. I never thought that I was like a crafty person, but I guess I am. Oh my it, God. it sort of looks like an alligator head. Like if I put teeth on the bottom, it would look like an alligator head. So for that other city that you suggested food for, I'm going to be doing an iconic fighting movie scene I'm like trying to think of like what your fighting movie knowledge it's like is. a fighting movie yeah okay yeah it's like okay, the, yeah, the, okay. the most famous yeah. fighting movie <laughs> yeah. and I'm holding like I have like boxing gloves on while I'm doing the iconic part holding that food in do the glove do you have like his whole outfit too Richie, I bought so much shit you get shit. like the robe and like the all shorts of it, all of it I want to see the video yeah 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 like, it I literally looks like it so I'm like bad. changing my facial I, I sequentially am filming these so I can change my facial hair oh I'm wondering about this though so for one of the cities I'm doing an, a musical artist I <laughs> I want to ask which one, but I know you can't tell me right now. Yeah, I'm doing a musical artist, okay. and I, like, have his out. Can you tell me the genre? Or is that God, too much? No, I think it would have been considered, I really think it was considered pop, I think. Pop? I think. Okay. okay. Or maybe potentially rock and roll, With an iconic outfit? Iconic. Like, the iconicest. Is it it's, too much to ask, like, what era? Yeah, the, like, 80s and 90s? I just feel like that doesn't narrow it down for me at all. Like, the 80s and 90s? Like, okay. maybe, like, 70s maybe, too? And they're dead, so. I think I know who it is. Mouth it. <laughs> what you do? It's <laughs> <laughs> what? That's how, okay, I, well, like, we're we on camera, though. Here we're we on go. camera, I know, too. I know, so, like, I'm gonna try can... and I'm going to try and blow those out. <laughs> 
Christmas. I think I think I know. Anyway, I'm I'm considering really tightly making my facial hair like this person too, but I'm like indifferent about it. I don't know. We'll go back. And Does your facial hair grow back really quickly? Yeah, really, really quickly. But I know if I if I had to if I had to make my facial hair like this person, and I'm not able to like then go shave my whole face before going out that night or doing whatever, I'm gonna look like an ass clown. Do you wanna do you wanna just do it like uh, the night before you have to go anywhere and then by the next day your facial hair will grow back? I mean maybe Are you a daily shaver? I could be, I just don't shave. Wow, that is so cool. I shaved before I came here though. I trimmed up Look my necklace. I know. I'm so clean. See this? This is like oh, five days. The other th- oh really? Yeah, I don't wow. grow facial hair fast at all. Oh wow. Mm-mm. The other thing that people loved about our podcast, somebody wrote in and said that we should do a spin-off that is gay people teaching wait, two gay people teaching straight people about gay culture. I would love that because I just <laughs> It's a concept, girl. I think that there's room here for like a new segment or a new thing. Something can happen here. What do you guys want to know? Tell us. Like, did you get any questions? I think you could be this podcast, Ross Matthews, like what Ross mm. Matthews was to what was it, Wendy? No, Wendy. not Wendy, was it? Chelsea? Chelsea, sorry. Chelsea. Was it Ross Matthews and Chelsea? I think he was like her like out of studio reporter, wasn't he? I okay. Was, I think so. I, I'm like, yeah, it was, it, I'm pretty sure you're right. Okay. But yeah, I'll be your Ross. Yeah. I'm going to deepen my voice for we it. We have though. Gay Rich A on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. But that's a good concept too. Anyway, we did get emails from the fans of things to blow your mind, and I I love them because they came through for you, boy. Hey, you guys, keep sending me some of these, just like stories, things, whatever, something about teaching that would blow a muggle's mind. Send your stories to the social studies podcast at gmail.com at any time. I love these. They are fantastic. Okay. First of all, this person said that the the subject line of this is Richie was right. I love hearing that. That's my favorite thing to hear. Yeah, it just <laughs> says Richie was right. Hi, Joe. First of all, love you. Can't wait to buy tickets to your show. I'm a middle school science teacher and have been teaching for four years. This is my first time in public school, though, so it feels like my first year experience all over again. Okay, so... First, Richie was right with the part where he mentioned that he had a friend that had a principal who had only worked in prisons or something like that. It is true. I had the same experience. I worked at a charter school and the owners slash slash principals literally only had backgrounds in correctional facilities. They didn't even go to college. Not saying college is the most important thing about your life, but if you're going to run a school, maybe that matters. Who am I to judge, though? That was actually the most toxic work environment I've ever been part of, and I was only getting paid $35,000 with my friggin' masters. So basically, charter schools are a lawless land. You know about charters versus public. Charters are like those like private institution schools, right? And like they can They're come not, up like with the curriculum themselves and like just kind of teach whatever they, they want, right? We're going to have to table this for another set because okay. we could do a whole podcast on it too. There's public and private charters. So it's not necessarily like charters versus public schools because it can be public. It's just chartered. But they're just like run by an institution or like a business. Like so – Basically, Amazon has charter preschools and stuff, but they're, like, run by Amazon who charters them. Sometimes a university will, like, have charter schools out there. I don't feel like that should be legal. 
Like, there's so many pros and cons over it. What and are like the, the pros? Because in my head, I'm only spinning cons. So, okay, pro. If there is a really low income area where the schools are terrible, the public schools are just terrible, and a charter school pops up, now some families have an opportunity to do better by their child and get them into a school that's performing better than what their free public options are, even though the charter will also be free. Okay, I was just about to ask, is the charter free or not? Well, it depends if it's public or private. Okay. Go for it. So it's like, it's run by an institution. Did this person tell us what institution ran or is that like- She didn't. Oh, I didn't okay. finish the email yet. There's more. Okay, go keep going because I have questions about this email already. So Sure, keep going. sure thing. Second, a story that came to mind when you were like that- <laughs> Second, a story that came to mind when you were like, let's blow Richie's mind. As I mentioned, just started at a new school. I really love it and plan to stay here a while, but had a super bumpy start. As we all know, kids are absolutely unhinged this year. And while normally I'm really confident and proud of my classroom management, I had an unfortunate day in, sub- in September. It was last period of the day, which is, of course, one of my craziest classes. Long story short, one of the kids flooded a sink in the science lab. The water overflowed onto the floor. I slipped on it and hit my head on the lab bench, got up very upset and shouting about how dangerous this was. While I was scolding the class, two holes in the <laughs> While I was scolding the class, two a-holes in the back had the audacity to be MMA fighting each other instead of listening to me. These were also the kids that flooded the sink, turns out. I lost my shit. I have never yelled like I did in that moment. It was so bad that I called down to the office for help because I knew I was about to lose my goddamn mind. My admin stepped in and told me to recollect myself for a few minutes. Cue the uncomfortable crying in the bathroom scene, but the best part of this story is how the admin handled it. I was in the hallway and could hear her talking to the class. She said things like, you're lucky if that teacher ever comes back. I wouldn't blame her if she's already getting in her car right now. And do you know how hard it is to find teachers right now? And here you are just injuring them all? That woman went to bat for me. And once I was calmed down, I re-entered the classroom. The kids had seen me cry before, but never like this. Safe to say that they have been behaving really well in my class since that day, but occasionally I crack a joke like, remember when we you had to concuss me? <laughs> yeah, you little shit, I freaking remember. Blacking out in my anger, thank you. Anyway, sorry for the novel. I'm really excited to see you on the road. Okay, I just... <laughs> so the her boss going to bat for her is actually really rare. Do you guys have L and I? Like... L and I, I know, I've heard of this. I think I'm saying, I think it's no, right. I think it's you were like, right. It's, Let me look it up. Yeah, look it up. And like, I want to know if teachers get that because I feel like this job can be a hazard. Wait, L and I, like labor laws? I Like, do you guys get hurt for like, or get money compensated for being Workman's hurt? comp. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I'm um, so dumb. <laughs> I've never been. Hurt on the job? Yeah, no. You've never I like, mean, stepped physically. on like- <laughs> Yeah. You've never stepped on a Lego or like? No, no, I did. I was a long, my first job ever was a long-term substitute for a woman who threw out her back and she was also pregnant. This woman was fucking crazy. She, listen, she threw out her back while she was pregnant. 
Is that not a gift? Like, like you don't have to go to work for All the rest of the school year. All I can think about is like Bella from Twilight breaking her back. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to say it's a gift because you're pregnant and that's scary. Yes. But yeah. she was so type A that she couldn't handle handing her classroom over to me that she came in and worked on the weekends and would like leave notes all over the classroom of shit I was doing wrong. I was like, bitch, you had an excuse to never come back here and you're fucking doing this. How long this was she supposed to be out for? And she was coming in five, on Five, like, six months. Oh my God. Let it go. Let it go to Jesus. Like, let it get out. Let it go to Joe. Like, it's fine. It's crazy. It's wow. crazy. Yeah. Do you know that teachers will like time their pregnancy so that they get pregnant. I mean, not all teachers. Teachers, some teachers will try to time their pregnancy so that they're due around April so that you can take your maternity leave and it backs up to summer. I did know this. Yeah, it's great. I did know this. I know. You ought to get into the next one? Yes. Okay, here we go. Hey, Joe. Loved listening to your podcast on my way home from work. And let me tell you, it is the remedy that I need to get through it my day. It definitely makes me feel 1,000% less alone to know that this batshit crazy stuff happens, not just at my school, but every school. I'm a sec... Okay, this one's kind of long. I'm a second grade teacher, and this is my second year teaching. And while I have definitely seen my share of bonkers shit already, why, hello, there's a desk being thrown at my head and a child being returned to my classroom from the office only 20 minutes later, I have to say that my wildest story comes from my teaching English in Korea. And before anyone asks, no, not North Korea. And yes, I get that question on the regular. Background. To teach English to baby children in Korea, you need exactly zero years experience in education. All that's generally required is a bachelor's degree in literally anything and a TEFL slash TESOL certificate, which I 100% earned online. Okay. Okay, wow. I don't even know what those letters stand for. I don't either. But it's, it's, you have to get some sort of certificate to be able to do it. And apparently it's like bullshit how easy it is. Mm -hmm. Naturally, schools there only attract the finest 22 year olds who have never had the audacity to show up to work without a hangover. My first job in Korea was working for a private academy that functions as a preschool in the morning and an after school program in the afternoon. Parents paid a stupid amount of money for us 22 year olds to only speak English to their children in English. In fact, they paid so much money that when classes were canceled for a couple of days because of MERS MERS breakout in 2015. Do you know about that? Is that like the swine flu? Maybe. Are we we uncultured? It was like the prequel to the COVID. Yeah. Yeah. We had to make up the classes on goddamn Saturdays. That's right. Instead of parents and my bosses being flexible and letting bygones be bygones, the school forced us to come into work on weekends to teach English conversations and grammar lessons to a full room of six-year-olds. On top of that, I had no sick leave. So when my coworker had 104-degree fever and was hardly conscious, My boss made her teach. When she begged to go home and sleep, our boss had the audacity to say, hmm, I just don't know. Oh, my God. Fast forward to two months or so when I spent most of the night throwing up. I had seen enough to know that if I didn't demand to stay home, she would come and make me come in. When I called my boss, I simply informed her that I would not be teaching because I don't want to vomit all over my students. I casually reminded her that the parents wouldn't be pleased if their child's... 
teacher gave them a stomach butt. I could hear her dollar signs in the back of her brain ticking. She still docked my pay for that day, which, by the way, was a total pay of 118, wait, $1,800 a month. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And I taught until 8 p.m. When I finally, 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 <laughs> when I finally finished teaching my numb mind and ready to shove food in my face, I just passed out. I returned home to my 300 square foot apartment that the school provided for me, complete with black mold and a colony of cockroaches. Oh, my God. I hope you're out of this situation. My boss refused to take care of that either. Needless to say, at the end of the year, I did not renew my contract. I went to teach at a public school in Korea for a year as an equivalent to an English specialist for teachers for 600 kids, grades three through six. And while that job had its fair share of oddities, I got five whole sick days. It must not have been too bad because here I am a few years later teaching second graders who throw desks at my head. Thank you for all you do with the podcast. It's so important to shine the real light on real situations to true classroom stories from heartbreaking, hilarious situations like this. One, two, three, all eyes on me. Ooh, one, two, eyes on you, bitch. <laughs> That's our little podcast code. People will come up to me on the street and say, one, two, three, all eyes on me. I've seen it happen before in real life. And I like the first time it happened, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, what is going on? <laughs> it's cool. It's so cool when it happens. I love it. I liked it too. I thought it was really cute. And once you, cause you explained it to me and I was like, oh my God, this is adorable. So um, what do you think of this? That's nuts. That is so insane. Okay. So wait, is this like a common experience for people teaching overseas? Like, have you heard other stories about this? Like, so yes and no. The worst of the worst is, and I'll just be like forthcoming about that, this part. And I'm just going to say like, if anybody is offended by this or anything like that, this is just my opinion. I've always kept it raw and real on this podcast and I'm not going to stop now. Do you know anything about Teach for America? No. Okay. Let's start with the positive. Putting teachers in underperforming schools in areas that really need great quality teachers. But do you know who they take for TF? No. They take college undergrads who the vast majority of them do not have degrees in education. They get a fast track certificate to just have a teaching certificate. And they put them in these classrooms with about one to two weeks don't quote me on that because I've never done it. I don't actually know the amount of time of like boot camp training. And then boop, they get their own classroom and now they're teaching in the hardest areas. It, That's okay. Wait, hang on. So like, why, why is that the solution? Girl, tell you tell me. I will. I don't know where my tax dollars go at this point. Like, I have no idea because it doesn't make sense to be like, there's this like, that would be like saying like, Oh, my boat is broken. And like you gave someone a plastic toy boat and be like, can you fix this? And then be like, OK, you got the real thing now. 100 percent. Yeah. Like the solution is to for these schools that are harder to teach in. And there's so much more that goes on to it. First of all, teachers who teach there need to get paid more. Bada boom. Mm -hmm. I've ex I've almost exclusively taught in Title One buildings and I have taught in private school and I've taught in public non Title One. Do you know what Title One is? That's like the top tier, right? No, it's like, but I like how you used context clues. Yeah. Title one are 
schools that qualify for X amount of federal or state funding because there's X, there's a large percentage of students who qualify for free and reduced lunch based on their household income. Okay, I was just about to ask how they figured that out. Yeah. Low income schools. Yeah. Okay. So teachers who teach in these buildings should be paid more and the teachers who go to teach in these areas should be the absolute best and the brightest. They should be taking the best teachers in America with the most experiences, offering them insane amounts of money to go into these schools and actually make change. But instead, they're taking 22-year-old college graduates who have apps never studied education, giving them a crash course and putting them in some of the toughest schools in America. It just hurts my heart because it's like I, I understand why they're doing it. It's cheap. It's easier to pay these like college grads because like they don't know any better, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, well, you didn't do all of the work to get that certificate in the same way that like someone who went to college and studied that education did. So we can pay you less to do this. And we probably get a big tax break for saying we're helping smaller schools that need education. It's just so unfortunate that like this is also a business at the end of the day. Like so much of what America is, is such a business. And it's so sad to me to think about like, what's the number one country or like the top tier countries in education? The Netherlands. And how do they do it? Like, is it diff- like It's, it's like being a doctor. You have to go through... 10 years of teaching and first of all you get your degree and then you have to be basically doing your student teaching for years and years and years until with somebody else until they you get pass all the testing and get the credential to have your own classroom it's like being a doctor and would you say that like they're paid way more like it's it's like it's almost prestigious right people respect teachers there in a way like that we respect like surgeons It's just so mind-blowing to me because, like, these are the people who are molding the future of America. And we can't just as a country come together and be like, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. Like, the wheel's invented and it works over there. Mm -hmm. Like, let's get it together. Like, we, I just, it never, I don't understand. The one thing I will say about TFA, though, is the overall goal and reason that they don't take education majors is apparently because their hopes are that these people are going to go into big business and big other companies and be movers and shakers of the world and then have a different respect for education and make change in education. I'm going to go ahead and say that doesn't happen as much as they'd want. Just about to ask, is there data to show this theory works? Maybe. If anyone has it, send it on over. Like, Yeah, I would love to see that. The other thing, too, is that it's like, even if that is the case, when they're out there making change... It's again problematic because anybody who makes decisions for education and teachers are not teachers. It's always non-teachers, which is why I do this podcast, because I want other non-teachers to start hearing how insane this profession is, because those are the people who make the decision, not the teachers. When Mm -hmm. the teachers start to call the shots, they get canned. Also, okay, I'm so sorry. We have to go back to that. There was an email that came in that we read that was like, it makes 35K a year. I so I had heard that teachers were like underpaid and I just I so like my friend who's a teacher here told me how much she was paid and I was like shocked and she was like we're like the highest paid teachers in Washington or in this country and I was like oh my god like yeah. what where are teachers living like yeah, I started at 32 What what year was this 2011 that's not enough money to live. That's Richie, not enough money to live. I lived at home for three years. But then I started thinking, like, what if I wasn't in a situation where I could live at home? Yeah. And on top of that, I got my first paycheck. 
I went to my mom and I said, hey, I think this is wrong. And she laughed in my face and she's <laughs> like, this is right. The first number wasn't even a nine and it was only three <gasps> digits. Oh yeah. my God. I, you know, what, like it bummed me the hell out yesterday. I was hanging out with one of my buddies last night and his girlfriend is a pre-K teacher or like assistant teacher or something. She works in education. I think her goal is to go into teaching. I don't think she's fully fledged yet or anything like that. But she has to work a part-time restaurant job to like sustain herself to do that. And I'm just like, why, why is that the case? Why is that how that works? Even if she is like a full teacher now, like he was saying like, yeah, she's probably going to keep doing the restaurant job like while she's teaching and stuff. And I was like, that's nuts. That's yeah. so unfair. It's not fair. Anyway, keep going. Quick break. We're going to throw it to a commercial real quick before we come back. I love, first of all, the other reason why I like podcasts is because like you can be, you don't got to be like funny all the time. Like we could just sit here and be ourselves and like talk about real shit too. I'm like, I feel like I'm like actually like learning kind of a lot about your world and like where you come from. And like, I feel like it gives for me personally, like I like, okay. So after we did last week's episode, I started thinking about like, you and like your set and like where your comedy comes from and stuff like that and it's kind of nice to see like there's like this fun side of teaching that can be like really lighthearted and fun and then like it's just hearing all those stories about covid last week i was just like wow there's like a lot of shit that they also deal with like it's not just like fun and games all the time which like i kind of knew yeah but it just kind of gave me a little bit more appreciation for like what you do as a stand-up. Oh, Richie, thank yeah. you. I like doing this because it's just like chit-chatting. and It's like a nice little... Actually, you know what? You've been on my mind like all week. Like Richie, are you in love with me? I am. <laughs> I'm trying to break up you and Morgan so I can date you and then I'm going to leave you and then I'm going to go get Morgan. <laughs> Fantastic. Didn't even have to be the third. Just going to take each of us. Yeah. Love it. No, but I, because I was like, I was at a show and I was like writing out my set list because I'm trying out new stuff. And like that blue pen you gave me, what is it? The paper? A flare pen. A Richie, flare that's pen. like the yeah, that's, teacher's wet dream. Yeah. So I was like, oh, Joe, he gave me this. And I thought I lost it at the club I was at. And like, I got really accusatory of the other guy I was working. I was like, did you take my pen? Where uh, is it? That's an important pen to I me. I think I gave you that in Portland. You did. Yeah. Um, did you get any new pop followers from the podcast? I did. Thank you so much, new followers. I appreciate all of you guys. That's cute. I yeah. love it. You can follow Richie at Richie underscore Armani. Mm -hmm. Okay, got another one. Mind-blowing shit that parents have asked me to do. That's the title. Hey, Joe, thanks for doing what you do. I really enjoy listening to the podcast. It always gives me a good giggle. I've been teaching for almost 30 years. Yes, I'm old, and I am still shocked at some of the requests that I get from parents. Richie, just like before I get go into this too, psychotic. Parents are, parents can be, they're either, they're, I guess there's sometimes as middle of the road, but it can go from like great to full on psychosis overnight. Like this is actually what I was kind of hoping I would hear. This is like the kind of stuff I want to know. Oh, oh, th this is this is probably going to lead us into a nuts conversation. Anyway, several years ago, I was teaching a transitional program, 18 to 21 year olds with significant disabilities. So transitional. Are you following? I like think so, yeah. Transitioning them out into the workplace. So yes. probably working more on like skills. Mm -hmm. Okay, rather than academics. And I had a student who refused to work or interact with myself and my other educational assistants. <clears throat> I'd contacted the parent and she told me that she told her daughter that she didn't have to work with us until I did something. 
What? Wait for it. Wait. <laughs> I had recently dyed my hair to a dark shade of red from dark brown. Not that big of a difference. The mother proceeded to tell me that I needed to dye my hair back to the original color and her daughter would not be working with me until I did. She had taught her daughter that women who dyed their hair were not Christian and worked with the devil. <laughs> oh my Wait, God. So oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my god did you have vetted this before you no went i'm on? glad okay. none to say the least i refused to dye my hair back after several weeks of other issues the parent requested a meeting with the superintendent we had the meeting unbelievable which resulted in me being told not to communicate with the student until I dyed my hair back. Okay. What the fuck? I'm the lead teacher. This incident was the tip of the iceberg and the beginning of the end of me working in this particular classroom. At the end of the year, I was asked to start another program within the transitional program, and I took all my educational assistants with me. I'm actually still working in this school district in a different program online, I have been through two other superintendents since then and many other crazy parents. Thanks for carrying on the banter for teachers and letting everyone know what it's really like. I really hope to see you on the road someday. I really want to know if this is like a Christian oriented school or not, because I don't think it is. Right. I don't think it is, too. But like the thing that blows my mind about these like that story in particular is like it just it's always like please don't come for me everyone but it's always like the christian parent who's like we can't associate with that we like whatever it is and it's just like why do you feel the need to like push your beliefs on other people like aren't we supposed to be accepting everyone i was raised catholic like aren't we supposed to be accepting everyone isn't that the tea i don't know but i can't believe that her boss didn't have her back for this like i don't know but then again also if you're her like wouldn't you just be like, fine, screw it. I'm not going to teach your kid anymore. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's see how you do it by the end of the year. I mean, yeah. Okay, first of all, this is special ed, too. So you got a soft spot for these kids. They're going to be lost without any sort of instruction. Yeah, but it's also like your mom did this to you. Like, maybe your mom should care more. I don't know. 100%. Like, yeah. But uh, the mom sounds like she's got to fucking screw loose as is. Oh, yeah. But the fact that the principal doubled down and, like, agreed with the parent is... Is that normal? It's happened more than it ever should. Way more than it ever should. I could never imagine working someplace where, like, my boss didn't have my back. Like, when I used to work retail, that shit used to chat my ass more than anything. I would go in on a limb and say that most principals bow down to parents because they're just scared of the repercussions or don't want to have to deal with what it because the there's so much else to though? do. What are the repercussions? Oh, them escalating it to the superintendent who will then, like, probably reprimand the principal or it could be, like, a knock on them in some way. Some parents are just fucking crazy and go straight to the news for, like, the littlest. It's, like, it's like wild, Richie. Requests from parents that are outlandish are, like, Every teacher has had them at least once a year. I But like in kindergarten, sometimes the parents will be like, I had a parent send her kid home, send her kid to school with me, and she handed me a, bo a box of um, baby wipes. And she was like, no. she's like, he actually likes his butt wiped with this. So when you wipe him, like... No. Can you use these? I was like, I was like, oh, we don't, we don't do that in kindergarten. And she's like, well, then, well, what are we gonna do? He can't wipe himself. I go, well, he'll be home at three, and you'll have twelve hours to learn. Oh, wait, 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 isn't that like a requirement before kids can get into kindergarten? They're supposed to know how to do that. So I 
always set because I actually tried to go back into the classroom this year. Did I told you that? No, I like, didn't I, know that. I, I like applied for a shitload of jobs and I didn't get any of them. What? Yeah, Is it because yeah, they yeah. found your TikToks? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Is a it few actually? Of them. Yeah, they found my stuff and they they weren't down to clown. A couple oh. of them were down to clown, but just at the end of the day. I mean, I sort of get it. Like, it's like one extra thing that a principal has to worry about. And like, mm. should they have to? Probably not. But and it's I, like, you're not a liability. I, I think so. Anyway, it was a full plan. And most kindergarten teachers <laughs> do this. Like, you have like a pre-kindergarten, like usually a kindergarten roundup or something like that. You can tell the parents like, first day of school, have to know how to feed themselves, have to know how to wipe their ass because we're not doing it. Like, that is the biggest liability. Plus, I don't want to. So yeah, how about no. that? Mm-hmm. And they just think like that. But I had parents like come in and they would sit with their kid at lunch and just like spoon feed them. I'm just like, this is almost like Munchausen syndrome Ew, that's gross to me. <gasps> oh, we did have a kid one time with his mom had Munchausen by proxy. Wait, what is that? <sighs> Stop it. It's a fascinating disorder where parents don't want their kids to like leave. So they like make up all these like diseases and things that they have to vary that. Yeah. Vary that. Have you, did you watch the candidate? I think it's called the candidate or something. Maybe. What's it about? Like people running for high school president to be like class president. Is that the one with Jessica Lange? No, it's the one with. The guy who plays in Dear Heaven Hansen. Oh, Jessica Lange. Yeah, yeah, it is a Jessica okay, And I she st- has Munchausen by proxy and like convinces her kid that she has cancer when she doesn't. So we had a we had a mom who did that and she would like keep her kid out forever, like saying that he's sick, he's sick, he's sick. And when he came back to school, she brought him eight years old, comes to school with a cane. <gasps> a cane. No. And we were like, what's up with the cane? He's like, oh, I have, you know, this he said this random brittle bone thing and we're like oh okay well just like use your cane what happens when recess comes along oh he's oh, fine he's like boop beep bopping around the plane canes on the ground I'm like you really need that cane no your mom has an insane disorder and we need this shit taken care of I would love to see a little kid walking around in a cane I think it would be so cute <laughs> it was so sad but, it was but so sad this, I feel like those are the kids who grow up and <laughs> lie in high school and they're like I have brain cancer and they're or like, stuff like that yeah, yeah like oh my god I know I know let's see if we can do one more Hey, Joe, love you and love your podcast so much. I think we're best friends in real life. I'm not even joking. (laughs) Anyway, I'm a first year teacher. I have subbed in classrooms all through college. So I knew teachers had to pay for a lot of things on their own. But I didn't know you have to pay for literally everything on your own. As a first year teacher, I walked into a classroom that had just tables and chairs in it. I had to buy literally everything from decorations, books, supplies, etc., All on my own. Not to mention, I barely worked the past six months because I was a student teaching, so I was working 40 to 50 hours for free. So here I am in a classroom that I had to supply everything for on my own. I soon realized that I needed a pencil sharpener, so I decided to ask the office if maybe they could possibly get me one for my classroom. They said, we'll have to see if that's in the budget. Seriously? I am asking for one thing, a pencil sharpener. Well, it must not have been in the budget because guess what? 
I never received it. This was just the first thing that gave me a sour taste in my mouth for teaching. All aside, I love my job, but teaching is hard. Teachers deserve more. Thank you for being an advocate for us, Joe. I want to know what like the turnaround time for most teachers are. Uh, five years. Actually? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's statistically, like teachers who make it past five years will continue. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Dude, I think that that's so... That's so fucked that they wouldn't even give her a pencil sharpener. Yeah. Like, are budgets that low? Depends where you're at. Really? Mm -hmm. Depends where you're at. When I taught in private school, anything under the sun got everything I ever wanted. Didn't even have to ask. It was just there. But some of, like, the title ones that I taught, and especially the titliest title ones, nothing. My very first classroom that I ever taught with was just like hers. Tables, chairs, that's it. But the camaraderie of the teachers in Title I buildings is like nothing else Mm -hmm. because everybody knows if we're not in this together, we're going to die. We're all going to die because it's that hard. My very first day working, I was setting up my classroom and all the teachers in the building who were also setting up their classrooms came down individually to give me just like armfuls of stuff that they weren't going to use anymore because they knew like what it was going to be like. That's so nice. Granted, it was nice and I'm not knocking it, it was shit. It was oh. all shit that they, they they couldn't or didn't want anymore. They're just like, yeah, this is broken, so do you but want it? My broke $32,000 a year ass was like, yes, none of my banners matched. Like, it was like, it was, it was a shit show. How old were you when you first started teaching when you got your first classroom? 22. You were so young. 22. Isn't that wild? That is kind of wild, honestly. Actually, I think it Actually, is. 21. My long, I was still 21 when I took on my long term. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm just and like doing going... comedy and a spin instructor and working at the You zoo. are a spin instructor? Girl, yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, yeah. I was up on that bike like, work your ass, suburban moms. Get it. Get it. All day long. Where yeah, did you... Soul... Or did you... Was it Soul Cycle or... No, we were in like Michigan. So I did like in like gyms in the burbs that had like cycle studios within them. Like very like gold fitnessy. I would love to know what you were like in your early 20s, like doing comedy Wild. and like... Like, I've heard some of the stories. She doesn't get no sleep. Yeah. Mm-mm. But, like, it's just, uh, young Joey teaching, like, kindergartners. Sure. Like, <laughs> and then being like, oh, yeah, he's at my gym later. He's, like, uh, working out on a basic, uh, a basic lift day. Anyway, hey, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to Social Studies. And, Richie, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Thank you for guys, me. don't forget, you can get tickets to see me live on the road. First, by becoming a Patreon member, you'll get first access to tickets over anybody else at patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. That's patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Go there, become a member, support the podcast, keep me on the air, goddammit. Thank you. I love each and every one of you. And where can the people find you and all that you're up to and consume more Riche Armane? Mm, please. In March, be on the lookout for Joy Sauce, the new streaming platform for Asian Americans by Asian Americans. Follow me on Instagram at R-I-C-C-I underscore Armani. And that's also my TikTok username. Follow me there. I post all my shows there. Come find me. Thank you, everyone. And again, huge thank you to our newest Patreon members. Want to go ahead and give you guys a shout out because, you know, you're here and I absolutely love you. So huge shout out to our newest Patreon members. Kathleen Turner, Lindsay Kay, Shannon White, Morgan Matthews, Deanna Prothero, Sarah, just Sarah, and Danny Pritchett. Thank you guys so much for becoming Patreon members. Again, you guys can go to Patreon members at patreon.com slash I love you guys so much. I hope that you had a really good laugh. 
in the past couple weeks. It's been a rough week for everyone. Let me tell you what, a firm believer, laughter is the best medicine. So if you didn't get it on this podcast, first of all, sorry. Second of all, go get a good belly laugh in this week. The type that make your abs hurt, girl. Because why? You deserve it. OD on some laughter. You're going to feel better. It is the best medicine. I love you and we'll see you next week. Bye.